Hello, you're listening to Deep North News, the weekly news podcast of Iceland Review, Iceland's longest-running English-language magazine. I'm Andy Sophia Fontaine, and these are the week's top stories in Iceland. First up on Deep North News, maybe by the time you're listening to this, it's already happened, but at the time of this recording, scientists are saying that yet another eruption in Grekina, southwest Iceland, is imminent. Scientists monitoring the situation have made note of the fact that, first of all, magma that has been accumulating beneath the surface in the region has stopped moving. Second of all, there has been increased seismic activity at or near the site of the magma accumulation. And lastly, these and other factors bear close resemblance to previous eruptions in the region. All told, scientists believe that Reykjanes is once again entering a period of seismic activity after centuries of near dormancy, and that this new period of activity may last months or even years. If this eruption does occur, or has done so already, it will mark the fourth eruption since last December. It is not believed that this eruption will interfere with travelers going to and from Keplavik International Airport. That said, what the eruption might mean for the Blue Lagoon or the town of Grindivik will depend on where fissures open up. In case you don't have a calendar handy, 2024 is a leap year. And this is a special enough day to Icelanders that they actually keep track of how many babies are born on February 29th. This year, by midday of February 29th, four babies had been born. According to Statistics Iceland, there are some 234 Icelanders who were born on February 29th, and that isn't without its benefits. For example, Hotel Rangau in South Iceland has offered 10 people born on Leap Day the chance to get free accommodation at the hotel replete with cake and champagne. So far, Icelandic volunteers in Egypt, near the border with Gaza, have managed to assist some 25 Palestinians with Icelandic residence permits in getting out of Gaza. 20 of them have arrived in Iceland so far. The Icelandic government, initially hesitant to help retrieve these permit holders from Gaza, have nonetheless been in talks with Egyptian authorities since earlier this month. Since then, Icelandic authorities have been criticized for moving too slowly, but the foreign ministry recently issued an update saying that they have given a list of Palestinians with Icelandic residence permits to Israeli authorities for them to review. In the meantime, civilian volunteers will no doubt remain in the region, helping residence permit holders get out of Gaza. Good news for visitors to Iceland and those living here alike. Inflation has been declining and has in fact reached a new two-year low. That's right, inflation in Iceland is now only 6.6%, the lowest it has been since February 2022. This is, however, still higher than the central bank's target. And to put it in context, the inflation rate of the entirety of the European economic area is, on average, 3.1%, with the lowest rates observed in Denmark and Italy at 0.9%. Meanwhile, Serbia, Romania, and Turkey are the only EEA countries with higher rates of inflation than Iceland. On Monday, janitorial workers for the labor union Epling will vote on whether or not to go on strike. As has been reported, labor negotiations have been fraught with the intervention of state arbitration having been requested recently. The biggest area of contention has been the length of contracts, with management wanting longer contracts to lock in wages over a longer period of time, while unions have sought shorter contracts in order to be able to negotiate in the event of inflation and interest rates not meeting targets. Epling has accused management of breaching negotiations by offering higher salary increases to other unions. If the strike is approved by the union's workers, 
It would begin on March 18th and affect custodial staff across the entire capital area. The Icelandic pharmaceutical company Alvotec is well on the way to making great inroads into the U.S. market. The company's drug Simlandi, which is biosimilar to the arthritis drug Humira, has been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, who have also classified Simlandi as interchangeable. In so doing, Simlandi can be substituted for Humira without having to consult a prescriber, in much the same way as generic drugs substitute brand name drugs. Days later, the company accepted an offer from investors to sell shares in the company worth 166 million USD, and the share price climbed by 11% within 24 hours of the deal. Alvotec has been focused on creating biosimilar drugs since its inception, and Humira has been one of the highest grossing pharmaceutical products in the world. Speaking of medication, a new app created by Icelandic doctors may help save countless lives in assisting people with weaning off of opiates. The app in question, Prescribe, works on a very simple principle. All users need to do is enter the name of the drug in question, the number of weeks it is to be taken, and how many doses they take per day. The app then calculates a scheduling of dosages for the patient. This is especially important as opiates can cause physical dependence in as soon as 30 days of daily use, and with that, often painful withdrawal symptoms if stopped too soon. This can lead to relapses and chronic addiction. The app, already in use in Iceland, will soon be used in Canada and in Denmark. Lastly on Deep North News, according to the latest data from the National Registry, some 13% of Icelanders live abroad. At the same time, 2022 figures from Statistics Iceland show that over 16% of its population are foreign-born. Most Icelanders who opt to live abroad end up moving to other Nordic countries, with Denmark, Iceland's former colonizer, being the top choice. Nearly 12,000 Icelanders live in Denmark, comprising a number on par with the total population of the Icelandic town of Mosfjellsbær. Apart from the Nordic countries, the U.S. and the U.K. were also popular countries for Icelanders to move to, as well as Spain, where about 900 Icelanders live. This country is also a popular vacation spot for Icelanders, especially the Canary Islands. Next up on Deep North News, the weather this weekend. Friday will bring mostly sunny skies, but temperatures will be in the double digits below zero. It will also be pretty gusty in the north of Iceland in particular, so watch your driving speed if you're in the area at that time. This counts double for driving near mountains, as cold and wind combined can create wind shears of incredible strength. Come Saturday, skies should be almost completely clear, and while temperatures will still be well below freezing, wind should calm down considerably, which makes the cold more bearable. Clouds will begin to move in on Sunday, covering much of the southeastern half of Iceland, the east coast and the northeast may also see some snowfall. As for road conditions, bear in mind that the highlands are closed for the season, so don't try driving up there unless you're in a glacier tour group with the right vehicles for the job. Also, roads are easily passable across the southern half of Iceland, but are still quite slippery in the north, with patches of ice in the west fjords and around Akureyri. For all your weather and road condition needs, you should visit weather.is and road.is respectively but also add safetravel.is to that list. Through Safe Travel, you can get up-to-the-minute updates on conditions all over the country, whether we're talking about weather, natural disasters, or other variables. Save yourself time, money, and trouble by checking weather.is, road.is, and safetravel.is 
before heading out anywhere in Iceland. And that's all for me today here at Deep North News. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And while you're at it, check out IcelandReview.com for more of the latest from Iceland in travel, news, culture, and more. Speak to you again next Friday, folks. Be good to each other.